Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Part of the next generation of talk radio, this is Mike Slater. I don't know what to do right now. Sorry, we were chit-chatting during the break. I don't know where to go next. Let's let's hang off on debate chat for a second. We'll do that in the next uh, the next hour here. I want to share this about um, environmentalism global warming, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not going to bore you with everything that's happening in California right now, but we passed SB 350, which, uh, ah, it's a long story, but the bill didn't fully pass as they wanted it. It, it, They only got like half of it, but next year they're going to come by and do the rest of it because the left is very patient in California with the things they want to do. And eventually, probably next year, uh, this will pass where we have to cut our gasoline use by 50%. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is i'm sorry i laugh just because the only way to do that is to like triple the price of gas gosh it's so frustrating because it hurts poor people the most that's what's so frustrating about it anyway we've talked a lot about it on my local show i won't bore you now but just know that that's coming to, to your neck of the woods well hopefully not i don't know if anyone's that crazy if any other states that crazy um thomas soul did an interview back in 2004 and he said this line i love this line he says intellectuals cannot operate at room temperature such a good line intellectuals cannot operate at room temperature there there always has to be a crisis some terrible reason why the superior wisdom and virtue must be their superior wisdom and virtue must be imposed on the unthinking masses it doesn't matter what the crisis is. A hundred years ago, it was eugenics. At the time of the first Earth Day, a generation ago, the big scare was global cooling, a big ice age. They go from one to the other. It meets their psychological needs and gives them a reason for exercising their power. Right? They're all, Thomas Sowell, there has to be a great scare. And environmentalism is the scare of the decade. It started with recycling. And I think we've talked about recycling before i think we talked about it last earth day about how recycling is just a giant expensive wasteful scam it's it's total joke it's based off the um, entirely false premise that we're running out of landfill space which is absurd i don't know whenever i bring that up i'm always hesitant to go into the full <laughs> rant about it but just know that, that recycling is always wasteful right? there's like no reason <laughs> for recycling at all but anyway that was the beginning of just this rabid environmentalism uh and now it's turned into this global warming and now it's just crazed hysteria against gasoline anyway i read this a great analysis the other day about environmentalists and i just want to present it i think it makes sense to me i think i agree with it but i'm not 100 percent sold i just want to lay it on the table and see what you think so freud had a theory called displacement now i disagree with other freud things but Uh, I think this is one that we can all relate to. Displacement. It's when you redirect your aggression 
from one thing onto a powerless substitute. And we do it a lot. So let's say you're angry at your boss. You can't get angry at your boss, right? I mean, you can't yell at him, but you can get mad at the person who cuts you off on the way home from work. That's displacement. Your, your kid, uh, you know, they'd be ma- uh, maybe mad at their teacher for giving them a bad grade. But they're not going to yell at the teacher. You can't do that. But they can go home and punch their little brother. It's called displacement in psychology. So Julia Gorin's theory is that global warming has served as a Freudian displacement for the people who have turned their backs on the global war on terror. Right? So you take all the people who, who, who ignored the terrorist threat. They're taking all that and displacing it and redirecting it towards global warming. Just check out the language that environmentalists use to describe global warming. Out of all the language that they could possibly use, they use language that's usually saved for war and now apply it to weather. It's the weirdest thing. And, and we don't even really know. I mean, we notice it, but we don't notice why they're doing that. So they'll say that global warming is a national security issue. Jerry Brown, the governor of California, says that. John Kerry, the secretary of state, says global warming is a national security issue. Al Gore calls it a planetary emergency. Bill Clinton says, quote, it's the only thing, the only thing that has the power to fundamentally end the march of civilization as we know it. Not Islamic extremism, which truly wants to bring us back to the year zero. Not that. That's not ending the march of civilization. Global warming is ending the march of civilization. That is wartime rhetoric. That's rhetoric that that, uh, Winston Churchill would use against the Nazis and the Japanese. And now it's being used against the temperature. So when someone can't deal with a real threat, we displace our aggression on something or someone else. And when our leaders have chosen not to deal with terrorism, they've fixated their aggression and our attention on Mother Nature. They're not flexing their muscles at ISIS. They're flexing it at the SUV. And it's not the Patriot Act that's going to save the day. It's the Kyoto Protocol that will will save you. It's weird. (laughs) I think that's the psychological explanation for it. it. So Time Magazine, one last example. Time Magazine in 2008 had a story. Uh, the headline was, it wasn't the story, it was the um, cover. How to win the war on global warming. It's a war on global warming. And the headline was the soldiers of Iwo Jima raising the American flag, but instead of the flag, it was a, a tree. Slater, I don't buy it. I, I, I see what you're saying, but you're, it's stretching. Okay. Uh, let me go one half step deeper here. Okay, so we have the psychological displacement here. Okay, we're, we're going to ignore this one thread over here, and we're going to displace our aggression that should be focused on Islamic extremism, and we're going to focus it on the weather. But it's not just psychological. It's physical as well. The left is... is they, they love the concept of wartime mobilization. They like the concept of of uniting around a common enemy and mobilizing against that enemy. 
So here in California, so so when you think poverty in America, what's what state do you think has the highest rate of poverty? No offense to our friends in the South. I used to live in Tennessee, but I would say Mississippi. Right? I think that's sort of like they're like the punch of the I think Mississippi is the most No, it's California. Right? So don't think Malibu. Don't think Beverly Hills. Don't think Rodeo Drive. Don't think uh, Sunset Cliffs in San Diego or La Jolla. Or the or the the, the you know, the beautiful uh, areas of of San Francisco. 24% of Californians live in poverty. 24%. That's outrageous. Education, we are the worst. Regulations, we are the worst. And we could go on. There's no way that a train is the most pressing need of Californians now or ever. But there's a fanaticism around building a high-speed bullet train, around this wartime mobilization, wartime-like mobilization, against an enemy. And we're going to build this thing to destroy the enemy. The enemy is global warming. So we're going to build a train to destroy it. (laughs) It's crazy. And we're going to, we're going to unite around rationing wartime rationing. And we're going to cut the use of gasoline by 50% to do it. Just like back in world war two, you cut back on chocolate and tin and nylon and all these other things in in America and California. We're going to, because we're in a war, we're mobilizing for war. We're going to ration gasoline. The left wants a World War II economy. Because that economy is a government command and control economy, where they command and control the industry and the production and the rationing. The left in Sacramento is in a they want a wartime economy. Except the thing is, they say they're fighting against the weather. But they're not. They're fighting against we the people. They say they're fighting the climate. I say they're fighting against the 24% of people who are living in poverty. And who knows? The other 25% of people who are living pretty darn close to it. It's all displacement. It's a drive from the left to do something meaningless. Because they're unable or unwilling to do the things that are necessary. Right? The imaginary threat is a lot easier to fight. Because there's no way to measure the results. <laughs> they could just say they're fighting and winning or always losing. That's the thing. We're always losing. We always got to do more. And no one's going to question them on it because it's an imaginary threat. Be careful of people who are fighting imaginary enemies. That's nothing to mobilize against. one 900 3393 Mike Slater Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. You're listening to Mike Slater on The Blaze Radio Network.